Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. He did go farther than me. What I said was that he ought to think about it, and he ought to, he ought to think about it only because uh, there are certain... I, I have no concerns about polls a year out. I mean, you have to look at them and uh, analyze them and adjust. And, but I was in a situation as a strategist for Barack Obama uh, in 2011 where we were facing some difficult polls. The one uh, number in the polling that was concerning uh, and in the CNN poll uh, that followed after the New York Times poll had to do with age. And that's one thing you can't uh, reverse yeah. it, no matter how effective Joe Biden is behind the scenes. Uh, in front of the camera, what he's projecting is uh, causing people concerns. Yeah. And, and that, that's worrisome. But 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 uh, President Biden has responded to David Axelrod there calling him a name. I'm not allowed to say on radio. I'm not, I'm not, no, 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 I can't say it. No, don't ask. Don't, I, I, I can't even intimate what it was. All I could say is, is that there is a name that is being attributed to a statement that President Biden made about David Axelrod, and I am not allowed to say it here. I, I, I can't. I, 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 maybe if, if, if it was just you and me on a, on a, on a, on a, on a bar stool, and you're like, so what did, what, what, what did he say? I'll be, I, I would tell you, but I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Name me one. I said I can't, all right? So stop pushing. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? 833-468-8669-833. Uh, got Tony is the number. Uh, for Joe Biden, of course, the age is an issue. For Joe Biden, there's another issue as we uh, keep watch on what's going on uh, in Gaza. Hamas, uh, these barbarians, murdering 1,400, then hiding behind children. The Gaza Health Ministry wants to tell you that 10,000 people are dead. It's the Gaza Health Ministry. I don't believe a single word they say. And it doesn't matter to me how much Cornell West screams and yells. And don't let anybody tell you that because you love Palestinians and Palestinian babies that you hate somebody else. It just doesn't follow what our brothers are. We don't hate Jewish brothers. We don't hate Jewish sisters. We don't hate Jewish siblings. We loathe, we hate a vicious Israeli occupation. Occupation of what, Cornell West? What the hell are you talking about? Let's ask the question the way it is. What occupation are you referring to? In Gaza? You mean the occupation by Hamas? Oh, yeah, I hate that too. I hate that. But you said Israeli occupation. You just got that one wrong right there. You think it matters to me that you scream? I can scream. You think it matters to me you can bring the brimstone? I can bring the brimstone. You want to do this? We could do this all day. All day, all night, all the time. It's not even work. It's not even work. I don't think it's going to get us anywhere because you're starting with a lie. And who in the world is going to listen to you if you start with a lie? Of course it's about. You've seen this everywhere. We don't have to debate anymore. 
The attack is about Jews. It's about uh, the elimination of Israel. It's about the eradication. You want to talk about the genocide? There you go. The genocide of Gaza is so great that the population has grown over the last 18 years. Good Lord. But there is an issue. It's an issue that the Biden administration has, which is you do not have Iran backing down. We know that Iran has attacked U.S. soldiers. Even though President Biden said, don't, don't you dare. U.S. forces have been attacked at least four times, as reported by CNN, since uh, the U.S. struck uh, these places in Syria that uh, these, these forces were utilizing to then mobilize from. Iran is not stopping, and people are noticing. John Kirby is part of the Biden administration. You see him there doing the press briefings. And this is Andrea Mitchell saying, uh, Iran doesn't seem to want to listen to you. And the U.S. has now conducted its third round of retaliatory strikes against Iranian-linked sites in Syria. This time, notably, it killed several Iranians. Uh, Deterrence doesn't seem to be working. Well, again, uh, these groups and the IRGC, the Revolutionary Guard Corps that works for the Supreme Leader, that funds and supports these militia groups, they got some choices to make. If they want to keep uh, attacking our troops in Iraq and Syria and keep threatening our facilities and the lives of our, of our folks in harm's way, then we're going to have to continue to respond and respond aggressively and appropriately to, to mitigate that threat. Uh, these targets were targets that went directly at the IRGC's ability to continue to provide capabilities to these groups. Uh, we, uh, we're not looking for conflict. Uh, we don't want to see any more attacks, but we've got to do what we've got to do to protect our troops and our facilities, and we'll keep doing that. Why aren't we looking for conflict? They're attacking U.S. troops. Why aren't we looking for conflict? Hold on, hold on. I, I, I am in agreement. I'm not interested in a war. I'm interested in being left alone. But, but why aren't we looking for conflict? Why aren't we looking to stop this? That's a weird response from Kirby. And then on Fox News Channel, you've got John Roberts laying it out even a bit more plain. So I think the nation, to some degree, is wondering, what is President Biden waiting for? Is he waiting for Americans to be killed before he takes substantive action that will actually give Iran pause about telling his proxies to keep harassing us? We're not waiting for anything, John, as you just saw over the weekend. We're, we're certainly willing and able to take your retaliatory strikes uh, to protect our troops and our facilities, and we'll continue to do that. These groups and the IRGC, the Supreme Leader, they have a choice to make. Uh, we're not looking to escalate, but if they continue to attack our troops, if they continue to put their, their lives in danger, we'll continue to take action to do what we have to do to, to protect that. Nobody's looking for a conflict here. Nobody's looking to, to, mm-hmm. for a, a war with Iran. But we absolutely have a viable mission in Iraq and Syria to go after ISIS which is still a viable threat. Uh, And we got to make sure that we have uh, the troops and the capabilities to do that, which means they need to know that we're going to do what we have to do to protect them. Wait a second. Does that sound like, that doesn't even sound like a defensive posture. That sounds like a, guys, stop it. It sounds like that posture. Stop hitting me. It's like when your brother won't stop annoying you at the dinner table. Who do you think is going to stop Iran? 
there's another nation's going to jump in. We're not looking for a fight with Iran. Iran's looking for a fight with you. Wait a second. Tell me what I'm missing here. Tell me how I'm not seeing the, the situation proper. This is a, first of all, uh, the question from uh, John Roberts is solid. Is he waiting for Americans to be killed before he takes substantive action that will actually give Iran pause about telling his proxies to keep harassing us? The important part of this conversation, the fact that it actually came from Andrea Mitchell as well, is very, very telling. American troops are under attack. And our commander-in-chief isn't commanding and isn't a chief. Now, the fact that we have Republicans running for president who aren't talking about this is, is nutty. And although I think Trump has had mentions, I would be even much stronger on, on, on this point. I'd be much stronger on this point about protecting American lives. But this answer from John Kirby, let's break it down into its component parts, isn't an answer. It's a leave me alone already. We're not waiting for anything, John, as you just saw over the weekend. We're, we're certainly willing and able to take your retaliatory strikes uh, to protect our troops and our... You didn't protect anybody. The retaliatory strike wasn't against any uh, place in Iran. Okay, maybe that's not the place you're going yet. But what else have you done? You did a bombing here. You did a bombing there. They haven't stopped. So how about some full-scale bombings? How about going after some further Iranian interests? How about a deployment? How about a putting an end to some deals they have with China and Russia regarding energy? How about that level of pressure? What are we doing? This is a weird answer. Our facilities, and we'll continue to do that. These groups and the IRGC, the Supreme Leader, they have a choice to make. Uh, we're not looking to escalate, but if they continue to attack our troops, if they continue to put their, their lives in danger, we'll continue to take action to do what we have to do to, to protect that. No like what? What actions will you take to protect American lives? What actions will you take to stop Iran? Because Iran has figured out, and the message is loud and clear, Joe Biden's a wimp. The name that Joe Biden allegedly called David Axelrod, I can't say it. Stop asking. I already told you no. I cannot tell you doesn't matter how much you beg it doesn't matter how much you 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 you, you ask i cannot answer it for you i can't do that on radio thank you thank you very much but that name that's actually joe biden certainly david kirby here uh, david kirby john kirby here uh is put in a absolutely horrific position well, if they keep doing this, we told them not to. But if they keep doing this, we're gonna we're gonna keep saying things. We don't want to fight, but we're gonna we're gonna say things right here. Oh, weak commander in chief. I would rather not have a war too. I would rather not have a fight. But one wonders now. Russia into Ukraine, Hamas into Israel. Iran going after U.S. troops. This is all because of American weakness, right? That's the communal thread. That's the communal thread.
Biden's weakness has the world here. And this world is more dangerous than it was four years ago. Oh, that does not play well for the Democrats going into 2024. Oh, no, no, sure. Abortion, 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 abortion. You've got it, suburban soccer moms. Absolutely, 54-year-old women. Absolutely. That's the thing that matters more. Yeah, you're so right. You're so... <sighs> I'm Tony Katz. Complicated. Keep it simple. Just work hard and be nice to people. The headline here is not the headline. And I don't know what I just did. Like, I don't know if I swallowed a piece of dust or whatever. Oh. Oh. Like, I had some bad bourbon, which there's no such thing. But, like, a really harsh bourbon. Whoo. Hee hee. Oh, that does not feel great. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything. At TonyKatz.com. I'd appreciate it if you do just that and be a part of what we're doing. You can be a supporter. I'd greatly appreciate it. The Dow is up 52. The NASDAQ is down just eight right there. Uh, You've got Amazon cutting more than 180 jobs in its gaming division. Okay, I didn't know they had a gaming division. So there's that. But that's not the story. Just That's just an update. Here's the story. I think this might be the craziest story I I have heard the headline reads like this. Former Trump ambassador, Republican Senate candidate, touts past support for a pride group that promoted gender ideology. Okay. Odd. Interesting. His name is Jeff Gunter. He's a dermatologist, candidate for U.S. Senate in Nevada. The former ambassador to Iceland under the Trump administration. So they're they're, uh, touting support for a pride group, as reported, to promote radical gender ideology and bash law enforcement as part of its support for the Black Lives Matter movement. All right, that's all stuff that we can discuss and dig into. Wait for it. Here it is. According to Gunter's campaign website, Jeff Gunter, I should should really look up the... um, the, the website, according to his website, this is how it's reported. He lists as triumphs his participation in the 2019 Reykjavik, we're talking about Iceland here, Reykjavik Pride Parade, an $11,000 grant awarded by the U.S. government to the Reykjavik Pride Organization that same year, quote, to support equal rights. Up, oh, See, I told you I had that little thing. Uh, for, for, forgive me. For just a moment. Never mind that we would disagree, possibly you and me, with uh, this idea of um, equal the equal rights as as a commitment regarding trans or other things. We we would have all sorts of differences in this. Why is the United States government? giving $11,000 to the Reykjavik Pride Organization. Why is my tax dollar, why is your tax dollar going for a parade in Reykjavik I don't even get to see? No, wait, hold on, that's not it. Why is it going to parades? I, $11,000 
to a pride parade in Reykjavik is $11,000 that did not go to a homeless veteran. And I want to state for the record, I don't give a damn about the pride parades in Reykjavik. I could care less. No, wait, I couldn't. I could not care less. I'm sorry, it's time for us to make hard decisions like grown-ups, kitten. Homeless veterans or a Reykjavik pride parade? Don't give a damn about the parade. Oh, I don't care what name you call me. I rank the things and homeless veterans come before the Reykjavik pride parade. Why are we giving $11,000 to this? This is nuts. That, That this... Is the, the, the story is about his support. And, and no, no, no. The story is about what the hell do we really spend our money on? Why do we spend our money on it? This whole thing is madness. Absolute madness. Meanwhile, the House is going to vote on whether to move forward with a motion to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary. So you've got Marjorie Taylor Greene has been pushing this forward, saying that Mayorkas has violated his oath of office by failing to secure the U.S.-Mexico border. I don't know what's going to happen here. Is Mayorkas bad at his job? Well, I think the proof is in the job, and the job he's done is very lousy. Outrageously lousy. Am I opposed to his impeachment? No, not at all. Not at all. Are Republicans going to vote for it? I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I think that what you're going to see is the Speaker, Mike Johnson, um, see if there's a a level of support. I don't think he's going to bring something to the floor that doesn't have a, a plan, a way of happening. And as we've discussed, he's got the continuing resolutions to deal with. And I think that that's going to be more his focus And if someone says to him, look, I'll go with the continuing resolution, but don't bring this uh, impeachment thing through. We don't need it right now. We can do it later. Uh, Deals will be made. That is not to say that there is any kind of love for Mayorkas. I think for other people, more more activist-driven, it's like, do everything. These people are terrible. The border is the horror show. The border is a horror show. We got to put an end to this. We have to send a message to America that, that that business as usual can't go on. And I think that is a strong, compelling, valuable argument. You cannot let this go on. You cannot let this continue. You have to. St- If you're going to say you're going to do something about the border, you actually have to do it. And putting people on blast, if you will, through an impeachment process. So now the Biden administration has to talk about the border, which you want happening. That's not the worst thing in the world. And walking and chewing gum at the same time is pretty good stuff. Doing it as you might need some Democrats to go with you on a uh, bit of continuing resolution Uh, That's a political question now, isn't it? Isn't it? Find everything at TonyKatz.com. This is Tony Katz Today.
I don't know if I'm the guy who can decide what is and what isn't a scandal, and I don't know if it necessarily is a scandal. But dang it, everything about this story out of Newfields, the museum in Indianapolis, kind of plays in that direction. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything at Tony Katz. Dot com and of course on the Twitter X at Tony Katz and for those of you still on Facebook <laughs> Tony Katz Radio find it there everything we do now is at TonyKatz.com and building things out there be a supporter would greatly appreciate it the story is that the CEO of Newfields up and quit up and quit and it's like what in the world happened here but before we get to that you got to get to how she got the job her name is colette pierce burnett i never met colette pierce burnett she her career was really made as president of houston tillotson uh, college in austin it was an hbcu historically black or it is i should say historically black college and university and then she was brought on to run the museum This happened, Dr. Burnett got the job because Charles Venable, longtime CEO, was ousted. What was he ousted for? He was ousted for being in charge when there was a job opening made available and the job opening stated and referenced that they wanted to maintain, and I'm quoting, the museum's traditional core white art audience, unquote, and then also attract guests from all backgrounds. So you had like what was it, close to 100 people signing a, a letter demanding that he leave and, and, and he resigns. Now, I have heard through other people that Venable had other issues. There were other problems at play and people were, were bothered by those things. And this was the final straw. When I, I remember talking about the story. And what I said is that I don't understand why you would put that in an ad. I don't understand why it's in an advertisement at all. But if you told me that this was the conversation about one of the things you were trying to do, keep the audience you have, which is, I'm making up a number, 75% white. I have no idea. I'm making up the number. And also then attract new people of all different backgrounds. Why is that even weird? Why is that you're talking about growing an audience? And if your audience is a, a, a percentage or, or a major percentage of this and you want to see if you could reach out to other people and therefore and increase the value of, of the museum to, to the community, let's say, to Indiana as, as a whole, uh, I have no issue with that. That's smart. That's valuable. If your audience is 72% women and you want to increase the male part of your audience, would that be a problem? It's a rational thing to do. Note what you have, want to keep that, and then want to grow in all the other places. What, you want to forego that? Is, 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 is that what they were saying? We want to forego the, the white people who go to the museum? Super, super weird. So then they have this search and they bring in Dr. Burnett, Colette Pierce Burnett. I don't know, again, as I said, anything about Colette Pierce Burnett. She might be a lovely woman. What I know is she, in Austin, was co-chair for the Mayor's Task Force on Institutional Racism and Systemic Inequities. And that's why she got the job at Newfields. 
It wasn't about her skill set. It wasn't about her talents, of which she could have many, for all I know. It is obvious that the museum brought her in because she is black. And it was very obvious when you heard from the, the, the chair, the, the board of trustees chair, Darianne Christian, that that was the purpose. Now, Darianne Christian is a whole nother story, and it's about to get very interesting as we get into why she left. Darianne Christian is quoted as, we thank Dr. Burnett for her service to Newfields. She helped deepen our relationships with the community and champion the transformative powers of art and nature. We are grateful for her her work on behalf of Newfields and wish her well in her future endeavors. I don't know what any of that means. I have no idea what that means at all. What I do know is that it was very obvious to me that Darianne Christian, whom I've only met once, um, was very focused on, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The DEI bigotry that enveloped America and America is now spitting out like it was uh, milk on sour, just spitting it right out. Um, it, it was It was very obvious to me that she was all in for this and this was the only thing that that moved her. She herself is black, and I believe that that was that was clearly uh, the goal. We have to make things right. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. That would be like saying we need to t- uh, to talk about uh, the the Holocaust. So here, you're Jewish. Go. It's a, it's not the way it works. It's not how any of this works. If you ask me. If the person they hired, uh, Colette Pierce Burnett, Dr. Burnett was the right person, I'll tell you, I have absolutely no idea. I'm not sure. I, I would need to reach out to people and find out what it takes to actually run a museum. But if you tell me, well, she worked on institutional racism and systemic inequality or inequities, that's enough. That's not enough. That's like saying, well, look, look at all the black artists they brought into the museum. That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to bring in uh, collections that will will challenge, collections that will inspire, collections that bring thought, and they can be of all different types and stripes, ideologies, etc. Our art is good like that. Art has a value in, in, in that regard. But to say we're going to make things right by bringing in only this kind of artist, what are you actually making right? What are you actually doing? And the answer is nothing. You're just like Disney. You're, you're pushing something out into the world that the world's like, yeah, that's not us. If you push out to the world, you are all a bunch of bigots and racists and terrible, awful people, and we have to remind you of this of every second, the world says, yeah, we're, we're, we're sick and tired of being yelled at. You, you mind knocking that stuff out? We just want to go to the museum. Let us go to the museum. Let us choose the exhibits we see. And give us something that is interesting. Give us something that's unique. Give us something that's rare. And yes, give us something that challenges. That's much different than trying to force feed. You're a bigot. We're going to fix this by only bringing in these artists. That's silly. That's gross. And that's what I believe Newfields tried to do. And that's why I quit. Do you have any idea how much I love Newfields? They have Hopper. When I saw the Edward Hopper uh, they have at Newfields, I stopped, I was with my family, stopped dead in my tracks. I was like, no, that it, it was that museum 
that first set my wife and I in the Indianapolis is going to be good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have some lovely stained glass. and Oh, terrific. Terrific. But then I saw what this board with Darian Christian and, uh, was doing. I'm like, this is, I, I don't, I, I, I want art. I don't want wokeness. Thank you so very much. Then they hire Dr. Burnett. At that time, I had already left. I'm like, all right, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. 14, 15 months later, she's now gone. She quits. She quits. Why? Why in the world did she quit? I I want answers. Turns out I'm not the only one who want answer, who who wants answers. There are people um in in the uh art world here who are like what the hell is going on? Why don't you explain to us why it is she's leaving? So I'm not the only one asking why she's out. There are plenty of people in the art community in Indianapolis, and I think Indiana, who are like, what the hell? How, how does this even happen? Why don't you explain to us what in the world is going on? Well, so far, there's nothing. But I have something as I was doing my research. In my research, because one of the things that it states is that um, Michael Kubaki, K-U-B-A-C-K-I, former trustee and chairman of Lake City Bank, will be the interim president and the CEO of Newfields. And I said, wait a second, that white guy? The whole purpose after Venable was you had to have somebody who was going to be equitable and was going to show how much you were committed to, to I, I don't know, your bigotry, your DEI nonsense. And though therefore you bring in uh, Dr. Burnett. And let me say it again. I oppose DEI on every level. You understand that giving the job to Dr. Burnett I cannot tell you whether or not her previous experience would make her somebody qualified to run a museum. Because I don't have that answer. Because someone could tell me, yes, and here's why, and yes, and here's uh, 20 other people who have done it, and yes, and here's where the similarities are. It's possible. Of course it is. That those experiences could uh, have uh, be mutually beneficial. The experiences in running a, a college could be very beneficial to running a, a museum. But it was obvious that that's not why Newfields hired her. And what a despicable thing to do to somebody. We hired this person solely for the color of their skin, solely for their gender identity, solely for their politics, or solely for their religion. Not for their skills. That's ugly. That is ugly and despicable and altogether gross. She quits 15 months later, and we don't have a sniff as to a reason why. Nothing. I mean, the closest thing I could find, and this, admittedly, this got sent to me. You want a weird story? When I say, is this scandal worthy? Did you know that there were multiple reports back in September of 2023 
of $15,000 worth of alcohol stolen from Newfields? $15,000 worth of alcohol stolen from Newfields. The IMPD, this is a story, Fox 59 had the story, WTHR had the story, that they were, the IMPD dispatched in the afternoon on a Sunday. Uh, the suspects only identified as male and female with no other information released. How did I not know about this story? How is it possible I didn't hear anything about this story? There was uh, no announcement of any arrests that had been made. That was at the time. The theft comes the day after what was no, what's known as the Penrod Arts Fair that took place at Newfields. What a crazy thing. Now, I'm not saying the two things are related. It's the only thing I could find. I was just doing some research. I'm like, this is just a, this is just super weird. Now I've got a super weird theft, and now I have a super weird uh, uh, quitting. Man, that's two really super weird stories. $15,000, they don't know who did it. There was somebody who stole like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of gaming cards from Gen Con, which is the big, big event that takes place every year, gaming convention in Indianapolis. They traced those guys to New York and found them. We don't know who stole $15,000 worth of booze. What, we have the same security system that can't figure out whose cocaine it is in the White House? A hint, it's hunters. That's not the story. How weird that we don't know. Now we've got Burnett quitting. Now we have as her replacement, Michael Kubaki. Again, I don't know anything about Michael Kubaki. What do I know? I know that he is on the board of directors of Lake City Bank. He's the chairman. Who else is on the board? Darian Christian, who is runs the board at Newfields. What the hell is going on? You hired somebody for the color of their skin, which is a wrong thing to do in a terrible way to treat Dr. Burnett. She quits and you replace her. The, the, the head of, of Newfields replaces her with a guy who runs the board that she's on. What is going on here? Darian Christian is on the board of Lake City Bank. The head of the board of Lake City Bank is now going to be the interim CEO of Newfields, where Darian Christian, who's on the board, is the board of trustees chair. I'm sorry. The whole thing is just weird as can be. And I have not added anything to this except quite literally the data that has been presented. It's the... If this was happening anywhere else, we'd be like, what in the world is going on here? This is in Indiana's backyard. And uh, we'd like to know what the heck is going on here. I would would like to know. By the way, I'm not the only one. Indie Arts Council CEO Julie Goodman. Dr. Burnett has been a lightning rod of hope and healing and progress in new fields, which has extended across our entire arts and cultural community. She has made more progress in her early tenure than many make in an entire career. I don't understand this at all, and I'll be asking a lot of questions. Well, I'd like to know what you mean by progress, but questions? Oh, oh, I'm right with you, Julie Goodman. 
I got them too. Uh, call me. We'll we'll talk. Maybe we have the maybe we have the same questions. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today. Government shutdown? Eh, possibly. I know we've been here before. We'll be here again. It's kind of what we do. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on? Well, if you take three weeks to figure out who your speaker is, because you didn't have a plan, and so we're clear, Matt Gates never had a plan. Mike Johnson was never the plan. Please stop lying to yourself and stop telling me about it. You sound crazy. You might be happy that uh, Kevin McCarthy's gone. You might be better off. We all might be better off with Mike Johnson. But please don't tell me it was a plan. That's all. Don't embarrass yourself. What Mike Johnson's put forward is a two-step stopgap. It would extend funding at current levels for some agencies until mid-January and the rest through early February. So Republicans are like, we're not sure. Democrats are going to say no to anything because that's what they do. Saying no is part of their charm. But who cares? Republicans control the House. Get her done, send it over to the Senate, and let the Senate then explain to America why they're shutting down the government. That's all. That's it. Nothing else. I, I got to dig into the plan. Uh, I, I've dug into something. I got to dig into more of it, I should say. So we'll see. Again, not getting worked up, and you shouldn't either. Find everything at TonyCats.com tomorrow, everyone. Take care.